At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. We are off and running on a Wednesday evening here in Las Vegas, Nevada, alongside Jared Smith. I am Tim Murray. A lot to get to tonight. Big old NBA slate. Very interesting college basketball card. A top. <laughs> 15 showdown with a double-digit spread as South Carolina visits Auburn, and that spread is sitting at 11 and a half. Of course, we know, and you know by now, that that unfolded during the Chiefs' Super Bowl parade. Uh, unthinkable uh, tragedy here uh, that happened again. Uh, we are, as uh, as you know, a sports betting network, so um, certainly something that we we all are thinking of, but... Uh, we with uh, the way that we kind of our eyes and 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 what we talk about, not necessarily the place that you will turn to for uh, for breaking news type of action. But obviously, uh, we're thinking about it, uh, and uh, just uh, you know another one of uh, of those moments. But uh, we try to move on and uh, and talk sports and talk sports gambling and get you ready for the night ahead. Uh, and uh, Mike Golick Jr. Always looking forward to checking up with him. He will join us in uh, in the first hour of the program. Looking forward to this. Mike Sanford, our weekly guest, normally will be on Tuesdays. He joins us tonight, eight o'clock Eastern. And from here on out, Jared, we are going to be picking one prospect each week mm. moving forward. Do a little bit of a deep dive. We'll hit some other nuggets like and two, but big draft guy over here, getting ready for the draft. No surprise. It will be Caleb Williams first off. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah. I have some questions, frankly. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. Merrill Hodge has some questions as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he's been pretty good at picking these quarterbacks in the last decade or so, right? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So uh, looking forward to that. A lot of other things to hit on. We'll talk some college basketball uh, as the night goes on. As I mentioned, an NBA slate as we near the NBA All-Star break. But... Uh, some interesting news and notes uh, regarding the two teams in the Super Bowl, Jared. You could start with the positive. Steve Spagnolo, 
not going anywhere. That's it's massive. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, he if you could award an MVP to a coach, he would get a vote for me. And I know players play, but that was that Super Bowl, that scheme, making sure Purdy was just a half a step off. I mean, the third down blitz scheme. It was it was master class. It really was. So an extension for Steve Spagnolo in Kansas City, and then on the flip side, a day removed <laughs> yeah. from saying he did not anticipate any changes. Steve Wilkes is out as a defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. I love that. You know, I, it's so interesting when you think of the Niners. They are the favorites to win the Super Bowl next season. Will that Super Bowl loss hangover be the real deal as they sit at plus 550? Um, but I think a lot of people, certainly based off of the reaction on social media from former players, from pundits, Jared, you look at... Steve Wilkes being relieved of his duties, as Kyle Shanahan said this morning, I relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties. Uh, we're going to end up making a change here at defensive coordinator, a real tough decision, but it really says nothing about Steve as a man, football coach. I mean, he's exactly what we wanted as a man. He's a great football coach, went on to say whatever, but um, feels a little scapegoaty there, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And while I mean, the Niners' defense is not why they lost that game. No. And to be fair to Steve Wilkes, personnel-wise, this was not their best team. The Hafunga injury early in the year yep. crippled Huge. everything in their run game. It made them change the whole scheme. And we just heard Eric Armstead played the last month with a torn pack. That's one of your best players up front. So I just... I, obviously, the Niners' defense to me was a, torn was a weakness. Was, it was a misness. Thank yeah, you, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, but regardless, yeah. obviously, one of your best defensive linemen playing the last month kind of just gritting through it. You lose your best run defender in the first month in the season. It just... Lose Greenlaw during the game. You lose your, in a freak accident. And you, you hold you the saw, Chiefs to a, you know to less than 20 points in regulation, right? What was the... Yeah, it was 20, 19 all going 19 into all. overtime. I mean, the, I, I, I don't see how anything in that game or that situation was scheme or... They were fantastic defensively. The whole story of that first half was how good the Niners' defense was. What I'll say is, and if you've watched, I haven't watched it all, but watched bits and pieces. Obviously, a lot have been circulating on social media. We're going to hit on a couple of it uh, from the inside the NFL um, uh, portion of the the inside the NFL program, excuse me. Yeah, the mic dump um, was really but fascinating. Fred Warner, as soon as he saw Greenlaw go down, spiked his helmet. Yeah. And then you also saw Patrick Mahomes, who was mic'd up, say fifty-seven's yep. down, fifty-seven's down. I mean, look, you could Game only changing you stuff. could only do so much. Uh, but uh, pretty surprising, you know. When you, I haven't gotten your opinion on this, and I haven't necessarily formulated mine yet, because look, it's February fourteenth. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> and since Sunday unfolded. You know, we've done a little bit of, of the reactions, but as a betting network, we're always looking forward. Okay, what can we do right now in the betting market? Obviously, we don't have the schedules formalized no. yet. Take a break, everyone. Take a breath. And the numbers will be there in a couple weeks. You know, <laughs> for the 49ers, for the Chiefs, even if you want to say the Ravens, et cetera, nothing necessarily is going to happen no. over the next couple of weeks that's going to make you believe that I need to put in this bet now for the futures market, but more of a big picture question regarding the Niners. I want to get to the Chiefs here momentarily because Chris Jones saying at the meet, uh, at the uh, at the parade today, he's not going anywhere. He's coming back. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, so uh, that's some good news. Now, 
It was a bit of a moment there, so you never know. I mean, he's got yeah, he's got contract negotiations to get these into. These guys are also lit up. I mean, he's yeah. only so, gay, like you know. lying on the floor, yeah. so like drunk. You know, he's I. I or would, Tom Brady having to get like I would make escorted cr- out of the of the Bucks parade when he I was would, like stumbling over. I would certainly <laughs> take make, anything these guys say at face value during these things. Yeah, I would certainly make Chris Jones a favorite to return next sure. season, but uh, yeah. that said. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily lock him in just yet. But for the 49ers, they bring back the majority of the pieces that are on their roster. Dre Greenlaw, who knows with the Achilles how long it'll take him to uh, to get back on the field. Will he be at any point next season? A hundred percent. They've got some cap maneuvering to do, but the bulk of that roster is expected to come back. But you know, you were talking about a little bit uh, just off the air regarding the end of the game decision, right? The, yeah. the Kyle Shanahan decision to if we win the toss, we're taking the ball. He seems so sure. The too. Chiefs reaction to it. Uh it was like they won the game. Yeah, they were like, all right, they want the ball. We're Kelsey gonna- was like, hey, there you go. You can have the ball. Yeah. We're gonna go <laughs> win it right now. But I know a lot of a lot of the hot takery has been regarding Kyle Shanahan. Dude, he's forty four years old. He's 8-2 in the playoffs, 0-2 in the Super Bowl as a head coach. I still believe that Kyle Shanahan one day will win a Super Bowl. I don't think that's going outside on the limb. But as for where they stand right now, did what we saw this postseason from the Super Bowl push you away from them, Let waver your, whether it was belief, because I know you were on the Chiefs, yeah. or whether it was, I don't know, anything from... What we've seen the past couple of days, the decision out of fire Steve Wilkes, hinder how you're thinking about San Francisco moving forward. Well, I'll say this. Brock Purdy didn't lose that game. Nope. Brock Purdy could have easily won that game if he was facing probably any other quarterback in the league, perhaps, that night. Except for maybe Mahomes and maybe Spags. Like, if he's facing the Bills that night, I think the Niners win that game. Like, I honestly think it was just... Those two guys were just so great, and the scheme was so great. It was just you needed to play a perfect game, and Purdy didn't play a perfect game. He just played a a good game, even right. a slightly above-average game, I would say. And his PFF grade, I know that's been a hot topic of controversy, was actually better than Mahomes. So it, he was fine. It, it was. I don't think there was that one moment where Kyle Shanahan made the boneheaded decision that cost them the game either. It was just this kind of quirky new rule that I don't think the Niners were fully prepared for. I think it was obvious watching the game how it played out, not knowing it at the time and just kind of watching it play out. And then after the fact, hearing the reports about how the Chiefs were prepared, they practiced that in training camp, not not in the playoff. They were tired of practicing as much as they did in training camp. They were practicing playoff overtime rules. That is everything you need to know about Andy Reid and his coaching staff. But the Niners weren't. Kyle Juszczyk on the field is like, oh, wait, no. They, if we score here, they still get the ball. Like, you heard and you saw, like, the sheer terror on his face because deep down in his soul, he knew that means no matter what we do right now, the ball will end in the game of, or the ball will end in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. No matter what we do. <laughs> and we could score a touchdown, go for two, have the perfect plan, and Mahomes still gets the last laugh. Like, you could see the terror in his eyes. I don't think... The Niners as a team were prepared. You want to say that's Shanahan, that's fair, but I'll end it with this. At age 44, Andy Reid was in the beginning of his Eagles run. Yep. And look at what he's been able to do. 44 in coaching years is very young. I don't think you bail on the Niners 
do they deserve to be the favorite next season? Eh, based on power rating, yes. Based on intangibles, no. Well, I would say the only reason, in my opinion, the Niners should be the favorite is the NFC looks very yeah, gettable yes, right now. Yes, the that's AFC, the only reason why. Let's remember this. Baltimore closed as a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Kansas City. I know the Chiefs won. Baltimore closed as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Buffalo closed was the favorite against them. Joe Burrow's coming back, a team that lost to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship just two years ago and then beat them three years ago to get to the Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh is now in the AFC West. So the road for Kansas City is much more challenging, but it seems like when you've won three out of the last five Super Bowls, all right, there's going to be complacency. And I know that the course lights were flowing, but they seem to be uh, gearing up for another run in this. Steve Spagnolo back, contract extension. Chris Jones said today, I ain't going nowhere, baby. How could you leave now? Come on. You're not le- You're There's nobody leaving willingly. You would have to drag me out of Kansas City <laughs> hand over fist. One of my favorite college basketball games, maybe ever. <laughs> we will discuss later on this hour, but Mike Golick Jr. will join us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make sure you check it out. Oh, it's so pretty. So good looking over there. I'm not talking about 
I'm not talking about Jared sitting next to you. I'm talking about <laughs> vcin.com. Fresh new look. Easy navigation. We got our best bets up there. We've got betting splits. People love the betting splits. We've also got great content, including Jonathan Von Tobel's daily NBA best bets, which are hitting at a plus 13 unit hit already. 84, wow. 66, and 2. Not too shabby for JVT. He's got a couple plays up there. Should I should I give one out for the people? Yeah, because you're not getting any NBA picks from us. So That's true. Tuned in for NBA. This is your only shot. <laughs> JVT does like the Clippers tonight. Plus three and a half against the Golden Big NBA card State. tonight. Very big. Clearly the uh, you know the wives and girlfriends, the, they didn't get the full you know 13-game <laughs> slate. I apologize to all the NBA betters out there. I hope you make other Valentine's Day plans. Yeah, loaded up uh, NBA slate. College basketball, uh, a couple games in the top 25, including one that's Pretty interesting regarding this point spread. South Carolina at Auburn, a top 15 matchup with a very big spread. We'll get to that. I did a little deep dive on that game uh, nice. on that game tonight. But let's bring in our good friend, Gojo and Golik. You can catch him uh, weekday mornings on the DraftKings Network. Great to catch up with him and his pops here in Las Vegas last week. Uh, Mike, let's start with this. Mike Golick Jr., of course, joining us. Um, Steve Spagnolo, contract extension, Chris Jones... Yeah, the the beverages were flowing, but it certainly feels like he's coming back. Um, man, I know they're saying all the right things, but boy, it really feels like this team wants to run it back and uh, and be a contender yet again. And uh, no complacency from this Chief squad. Now, based on what you just outlined there and what we all saw at the parade, I don't think they're saying the right things. I think they're saying whatever the hell they want. They're shouting three Pete. They're saying we're all going to be back. <laughs> And they're certainly saying, uh, Chris Jones, at least much to the dismay of his agent that I saw on Twitter, yeah. that he's coming back to Kansas City. Get, talk about giving up leverage at the podium. But uh, no, listen, I, I think the Spags re-signing remains one of the most important things for that team every year. The fact that for whatever reason, other jobs haven't come calling in terms of head coaching for a guy who has displayed a willingness and a desire to get back into that point. I think continues to work in favor of the Chiefs who turned over that defense, influxed it with young talent because you had to around a quarterback that you're paying a half a billion dollars over the next decade. And so, uh, yeah, everything coming up Kansas City and the latest mock draft I saw from Field Yates over at ESPN has them taking A.D. Mitchell out of Texas. Ooh, oh, yeah. Pick. So if that happens, just pack it up. It's all over. If they get that kind of speed threat on the outside, we're going to... I should say, everybody else in the NFL is going to be in the hell that they allowed to happen. Yeah, the rich get richer, right, Mike? I saw Mina Kimes talk about oh. that uh, earlier this week, about the wide receiver depth of this draft and just how dangerous that makes the Chiefs. Let's go to the other side of the coin, right? You get the, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat with the Niners, the Ayuk stuff that popped up yesterday, and then Steve Wilkes getting uh, you know kicked off the staff today. Uh, what's the vibe going to the offseason for San Francisco? Like, Can they clean some of this stuff up, and do they still deserve to be uh, the top of the heap, these Super Bowl favorites now heading into the next season? Yeah, Jimmy's and Joe's wise, I mean, it's still one of the best rosters in the NFL. We know free agency for them isn't going to rob them of a lot of that talent. Brandon Ayuk might be a complicating factor based on some of what we saw, but in general, their ability to put out a monster roster has always been there. And quite honestly, Kyle Shanahan's ability to hire quality defensive coordinators has been something that's been a consistent throughout that time, his time in San Francisco. Now, usually it's guys get hired away for doing so well that they've got to replace with somebody else on the staff there. And Steve Wilkes, listen, it was 
uh, a tough season at times. I thought in the Super Bowl, they largely played very well, especially in the first half, but there were a couple of questionable decisions in the second half that showed up with his decision to blitz Patrick Mahomes at certain junctures that ended up biting them. But in general, I don't worry too much about the 49ers because they got rich people problems. Their problems look like the Kansas City Chiefs and a couple of the other top-end teams, but in general, they'll still built as a team and as an organization better than most in this league. We're talking to our good friend Mike Golick Jr. He catches his show with his pops, Gojo and Golick, weekday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time on DK Network. Uh, so, uh, you know, look forward to that. Look forward to seeing uh, bits and pieces of that program here on VEASAN as well. But um, I, I want to get to Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. What does that mean for the Chargers moving forward? And also some of the additions that they've brought in a lot of familiar faces from Michigan. Jesse Minner comes in to be their defensive coordinator. I know someone you know well, Mike Elston's going to be their defensive line coach. So what have you made of how Jim Harbaugh has started to put together his staff and and what to expect from the Chargers. Yeah, it's been, I think, so far in those areas what I expected in terms of where you raise the floor the minute you invite Jim Harbaugh into your house. And that's along the lines of scrimmage. I thought one that was particularly exciting to me for an offensive line that's constantly been maligned by injury but has also underperformed at certain junctures that tried to inject it with some young talent there. And they've got talented dudes. Rashawn Slater, when he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the league at his position, especially for his age. But they brought Nick Hardwick back as the assistant offensive line coach. And I think the premium paid on that position to bring in a guy who knows about the standard that needs to be set in that particular room, in that particular building. This is what you expect. Jim Harbaugh has always had great staffs around him, has prioritized the offensive and defensive lines of scrimmage, and is going with what he knows to start off this tenure. And so I think we're right to expect what we've seen from Jim Harbaugh at all the other stops, which is the ability to take the defibrillators and put them immediately on the chest of a franchise and get them jump-started pretty quickly because he walks into the building and immediately knows, this is what I need for us to look the way that I believe we should in order to win. Mike, what do you make of the situation now brewing in Washington? Uh, Obviously, Ben Johnson, not quite meant to be. They go get Dan Quinn and then Cliff Kingsbury. How's that mesh going to be together? And and just how quickly with the number one pick and everything that needs to kind of go right for Washington to get back on track, kind of get that franchise back in in a winning mentality? Yeah, listen, there's a lot that does need to happen now defensively. You're fortunate to get a coach in Dan Quinn who has been able to get the best out of a lot of units. He does not have the talent top end that he had in Dallas for the last number of years. It's part of why he felt so comfortable staying there and waiting to bet on himself again for another one of these head coaching gigs. But on the other side, you're the privileged class. You've got one of the top two picks, which means you have a chance to, in my mind, take one of the top two quarterbacks in this draft that are really a run 1A, 1B in Caleb Williams and Drake May. And while you sort out a lot of the rest of the pieces on your team, I think the biggest advantage that these two quarterbacks in particular, and you can throw Jaden Daniels into this as well, who's a guy I saw Field Yates had mocked up very high and actually has going neck and neck with Drake May, is with any of those guys, they're all so adept at creating for themselves. All of them in different junctures had to buy time behind offensive lines that could not provide the protection that they needed. And so when you're coming into a franchise that struggled a bit in this last year, what we saw was Sam Howell, who thought he was still playing in the ACC, the way he tried to pinball off NFL defenders and run around and make plays like he did at North Carolina. I think any of these guys provide something that's incredibly useful to young players that end up on bad teams. And that's the ability to get out of trouble and still make plays. 
Mike Golick Jr. hanging with us, as he always does uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, let's flip it over to the college side of things, and I know we're so far removed, but you, you mentioned rich people problems and, you know, cry me a river for uh, Alabama, you know, dealing with their uh, coaching staff here. But this has been fascinating, right, to go out to get Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer brings a lot of his staff, and then Ryan Grubb and the offensive line coach said, we're going back to the you know Pacific Northwest to be with Seattle. What have you kind of made of – of what's been going on down in Alabama. There's mer- rumors that the NIL situation is not all that buttoned up. Uh, I, I, I'm never going to say is the dynasty over, but it does feel like it's a, it's a little bit of an uphill climb here moving forward for Kalen DeBoer year one. Yeah, I mean, listen, the dynasty's over because Nick Saban's True. gone, but they can still be a top-flight program. I'm not totally surprised to hear that maybe NIL wasn't as much of a priority when you had Nick Saban and when players understood, hey, we might get a little bit of money now, but we know what this is about. We're getting the best coaching college football has to offer off first round draft picks and make all money and make all of our wildest dreams come true. Bama and a lot of these other top flight programs that were proven didn't necessarily, I think, have to pony up the way a lot of others did. But I still fall back on Yes, this is a decided blowback. There's a reason he worked so hard to bring Ryan Grubb and Scott Huff over to the program is they're great coaches, but Kalen DeBoer also is as well. I firmly believe he's someone who understands how to coach the game at a very high level. And with Nick Saban around there in an advisory role, he's going to learn where all the keys are, how to work all the doors and how to work a lot of the relationships around that program. But there's no doubt in this day and age in college football, change comes with a price. And when you move on from a head coach, Players now have the option to go and find the door themselves, and every program, Alabama included now, is going to have to deal with the repercussions of that. He is Mike Golick Jr. Catch he and his pops every weekday morning on DK Network, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we'll have to discuss this uh, picture that was circulating today about uh, your senior day. We'll, we'll, we'll have Ooh. to do that another time. I, I don't know I don't know what's going on. You but know if, what? Sometimes guys pee their pants hey, when they're a little nervous and they're very hydrated. It happens, happens all the time. It happens. If peeing your pants is cool, yeah, consider me Mike Golick Jr. Miles, you know, that's what I'm Miles saying. Davis. There he is. Mike, always appreciate it. Catch him week Day mornings with his pops on Gojo and Golik. Best bets for tonight, including one of my favorite college basketball games of the season. Question is, is there a five? This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Subscribe today. Get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full VEASAN access to VEASAN.com. That exclusive betting splits for every single game. Don't miss out. On this limited time offer, visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jared Smith, I am Tim Murray. Rocco Miller, bracketologist, will join us coming up in Ooh, 15 minutes. I oh. found a five, by the way. Oh, there we go. We'll get to we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, not a handful, not a, not a ton of uh, big-time games, so to speak. No. Uh, the from, undercard, the underbelly of college basketball this evening. Tennessee on the road at Arkansas. UConn uh, against a 
technically Power Five program. Is that a look ahead game for UConn? Uh, you got Marquette, Marquette on deck. I heard. I saw a very large uh, money line wager from a very uh, professional wager in t- from a f- professional gambler here in town on the Huskies. Minus tonight. four thousand. Minus four thousand. He said I, uh, it was a good bet. I will not uh, recommend minus four thousand plays. I wish him the on, best on the pro. Yes, I, Mr. Fezzik. Good luck. Good luck, Steve. We love uh, you. You're with your fourth uh, minus four thousand bet. Um, but we do have a top twenty-five matchup, and I think this line is going to be very interesting and eyebrow-raising to most. So, game tipping off, easy for me to say, at 8.30 Eastern at Auburn. Consensus line sits at 11.5. DraftKings is at 11, circa 11, but can get 11.5 if you like the dog. So you've got South Carolina, a team, Jared, that the computers really have not liked all that much this year. South Carolina, as of... This moment per Ken Palm is still, I believe, 40th in the. In, yeah, in, I'm pulling up some of the regression data now. So from they're, shot quality. they're 44th. This is a team that uh, played a pretty easy non-conference. Uh, their biggest game was a road game at Clemson. They lost that, um, and a couple of their losses, including Alabama, was a was a blowout, which always skews the data a little bit. But they're yeah. on a, a seven-game winning streak. Right now, South Carolina is, and they've had some really big wins, none bigger than going on the road and being Tennessee as a, I believe, 13.5-point underdog. So they're an 11.5-point underdog tonight. South Carolina is 18-6 and six ATS wow. this year, 8-3 and three ATS in the SEC, and then the big number, 9-1 and one as an underdog wow. ATS. Auburn, on the flip side, has been a team that the computers love. They're fifth in Ken Palm. They're coming off of a terrible loss, but brutal spot as they were playing Florida on Saturday. Kicking myself I didn't play that game as Florida, I believe, close as the favorite. They won that game going away by 16. That was coming off of the Alabama victory for Auburn. But Auburn this year, on the road in the SEC, they have lost three of their last four games. They lost to Alabama. No slouch there. They were the dog in that game. Lost to Mississippi State. And then lost most recently to Florida. At home, Jared, they also have a loss to App State. App State's a pretty good team, but you shouldn't be losing on the road at App State if you're Auburn. But at home, how about this? In SEC play, Auburn is 5-0 straight up. Okay. 5-0 ATS. January 9th against Texas A&M, 6.5-point favorite, 1 by 11. January 11th, 13.5-point favorite against LSU, 1 by 15. January 20th, 12.5-point favorite against Ole Miss, 1 by 23. January 31st, 18.5-point favorite against Vanderbilt, won that game by 27. And then last week against Alabama, laying 5.5, they won 99-81. to that line, I would say, to most, seems pretty hefty, considering yeah. South Carolina is the 11th-ranked team in the country. But you know what rankings mean. Rank- Oddsmakers don't make rankings. They nope. make ratings. Yep. And Auburn sits there at 13. It's not a play for me. South Carolina, I think at this point, I th- has proven they are a bit undervalued. Um, sure. In the betting market, they're 18-6 ATS. But not six when ATS. they manage up. So, well... We don't know that because they went to Tennessee as a 13.5-point underdog and won that game outright. That's true. So they've proven they can win on the road. Um, this seems like it's a good spot coming off a bad loss for Auburn for them to get their you know, stuff together. They're 5-0 and ATS at home this year in the SEC, 12-4 and 
excuse me, eight and four ATS overall. Not a play for me. Very curious to watch the game, um, but uh, certainly I would imagine has a little bit of public dog sentiment uh, when you look at South Carolina and the way that they've played so far and they're catching double digits. Yeah, I think that number, and we've talked about this a lot. We've had multiple discussions with Jim Rood in our little college basketball powwow chat, just the way that the market's been this year and how it kind of kind of overbaking a lot of these situational spots and a lot of these intriguing games where you're like, man, I wish I was getting another point here on the number. I would probably play this. It's probably how a lot of people feel about this Auburn game tonight. Ken Palm makes a 10. Shot quality makes a 10. I think, you know, you might be getting a hair value on South Carolina at 11, but it seems like this number is priced where it should be. And uh, unfortunately, that's usually the case when you get this late in the year with conference, made high major conference games. Yeah, the only other uh, games, including ranked teams, Tennessee laid eight and a half tonight. That game tipping off nine o'clock Eastern on the road at Arkansas. Uh, Bud Walton Arena, you've seen Duke lose there this year, but you know, I, I just I can't trust. It's been the it's been I the season of the home teams. I like like the trends that I follow. You know how how much the road teams have struggled against the numbers this year. I I think it just. We're back to that point in college basketball where the home value really is. I mean, it really is cooking this year. Home home cooking is delish this season. Unless in you're in shoots. Reno, baby, <laughs> Wolfpack. Yeah. That was a weird end of game scenario because we watched that game. Nevada acted like it was tied at the like. I, I it was a terrible play. Yeah, and I, I am of the belief, and I saw Doug Gottlieb talk about this today. Um, just when you are down one, why are you waiting? You're down one. You want to take the shot as quickly as possible because if you miss, and I understand that you don't want to give the other team too much time. You don't have that luxury if you're down. If it's tied, that's fine. You don't Make have that play. luxury if you're down one. I loved it. I thought. Yeah, it was, you were. You loved I it. I thought Steve yeah. Alford and, and Blackshear. <laughs> but even if the bat hit a bucket finish. there, you were getting two and a half. You were good. Uh, getting two. So I oh, no, so no you three. Need, so no three. No three. No three. No yeah. three. Yeah. Uh, that's why you take the points. All right. Uh, <laughs> plays for tonight. Uh, oh, UConn's playing by the way uh, against DePaul. DePaul, zero and twelve yeah. in the Big East, three and twenty overall. Uh, they are terrible, and uh, I don't want to touch that game, even with UConn laying 24 and a half. Just let's, bet the money line. <laughs> let's let's run through a couple spots uh, that I'm on tonight. Uh, I'm on Fresno State. Fresno State catching like five at home. Uh, UNLV is a very intriguing team this year, coming off of a tremendous win, beating New Mexico on the road. It doesn't get much better than that, especially in that conference, a conference that's trying to get five, maybe six teams in the NCAA tournament. They completed a season sweep of New Mexico. Um, you know, for this UNLV team, they don't have too many terrible losses outside of the Air Force game, but I think this is a, is a good spot for Fresno. Just played UNLV pretty tight uh, here in Vegas. So I'm going to take the five with Fresno State. I like Two it. other games real quickly. I don't want to spend too much time on them, but hey, man, football's in the review. And uh, we got to get weird. What else do we got to talk about? We got to get weird. It, it would not be on brand of me <laughs> if I did not play this game. This is the Tim Murray spot of the year. And look, if I lose this bet, I'll, I'll come on, tap the chest and say, hey, it's on me. But I can't say out there that I'm someone who embraces the stink and not play this game. I, I smelled this from across the desert I last night. I tweeted it out over the weekend <laughs> that Detroit Mercy, the Titans, the former Dick Vitells, 
would be laying points in this game. You were They're right. 0-26. They're 0-26. They do not have a win. They lost to said opponent that they're playing tonight by double digits. And they're laying five and a half. This <laughs> is unbelievable. I don't know, man. I found a five. There by, is a five. It exists. I bet it a few minutes ago. By principle, by principle, I got to be on Detroit. Yeah, if they don't be. take care of business, that one's on me. I'll put my hand up and say I'm the dope who bet on the team who's 0-26. Not just bet on them. Laid points. Laid, laid five. Laid five <laughs> and laid. a half. We got to do it. Out of principle. Out of principle. Oh, hashtag embrace the stink. I, I bet it. So I, I bet it just because you will not be able to look me in the eyes tomorrow if I'm not part of this with you. Hey, man, get we on. Might, or you get, might not be. Fr- wait, this might be our friendship if I don't make a wager. Get on, on or bet. get off. <laughs> The Titan train, baby. We're leaving the train station, and we're getting our first victory. And not only a victory, but a cover. (laughs) We got a win by margin. We're covering six, baby. Let's go. Come on. Dick Vitale. Best wishes. I heard he's getting throat surgery soon. Um, We could use some magic. Who wants to ride with me, baby? Detroit Mercy. To To the mountaintop. All right. I don't think Detroit Mercy has much of a shot to get in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) But we will talk bracketology on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Alongside Jared Smith, I am Tim Murray. Hey, it's Valentine's Day. What did you get? I got the you know, classic. You a flowers guy? Two, two dozen roses. Yeah. So is uh, that above or below the norm? Your average? Did you do something that put you in the doghouse recently? And made you go two no. dozen instead of just one dozen? I was at Costco. They seem pretty reasonably priced. So I was like, yeah, I'll get two. <laughs> Emily, I hope you're not watching. Yeah, I got two dozen. She's not. Um, <laughs> I felt bad though for my little guy. My little guy. Uh, you know, do they do the like exchange? Super, super into it and. Uh, so we, we we got him a little something for him when he got. Did they home do something school. at school? Because yeah, back ba- back when I was in school, like a million years ago, they everyone had to get one. Yeah, Ralph Wiggum, I choo yeah, choo choo. I choo choo. I got one of those. One of my friends sent me that text today as a joke. It was funny. All right, uh, one quick thing, real quickly, because I don't want to spend much time on. I've spaced spent way too yeah, much time. Sorry on about that. Um, I'm on Chicago State plus eleven and a half. Uh, here's a quick explanation as we get into our next guest. Uh, they're not very good at basketball. But this is their Super Bowl. They're playing Eastern Kentucky. They're catching 11.5 points. It's a weird spot for Eastern Kentucky. Chicago State Cougars. You've done well betting them this year. We'll You've see. had a good feel for the Cougs this year. Yeah, we'll see. All right, enough of that. Let's get to Rocco Miller as he will help break down and make sense of things as, you know, believe it or not, in a month we will have a bracket, uh, not fully a month from now, but pretty close to a month Almost. from now. So uh, let's get to what we saw last night with North Carolina getting uh, losing to uh, on the road to Syracuse. And this has kind of been a bizarre stretch here, Rocco, for UNC. And based off a of bracket matrix, they're pretty much set in a two on a two line right now. What's the what's the peak? What's the bottom for for UNC? As this has just been a bizarre stretch with a terrible loss to Georgia Tech, road loss to Syracuse, but then in the middle of it, they go out and they beat Duke by double digits. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's funny because just two weeks ago, they were secure on the one line. You know, they have even to this day, you know, a five and two road record, which is favorable compared to the the rest of, uh, you know, the top eight, 10 teams. Um, But the bottom line is they've hit that stretch in the season. It's the longest season of any college sport is college basketball. And North Carolina just happened to hit that stretch where uh, they are uh, not playing their best ball. Let's just be honest. And from a resume standpoint, they still get a chance to play at Duke. That would be a tremendous road win to add to an already good road resume. They probably need some help from teams like Kansas to fall a few more times because Kansas just gets unlimited opportunities. Arizona is sitting there as the, as the fourth number one right now. So if Arizona can drop a couple more along the way, that will open the door back up for North Carolina. But in the meantime, if I'm North Carolina, I'm focused more about just getting, their, you know, getting back to playing to their peak. If they can get there, then the rest will take care of itself. And that's going to be the case with a lot of teams you'll probably ask me about. Rocco, it, it seems like last year was kind of an interesting case study with the mid-majors, FAU, and San Diego State making it to the Final Four. Of course, the seedings can be difficult with those teams. How do you grade this year's crop of mid-majors that maybe you're trying to be the next Florida Atlantic? You could throw Florida Atlantic in that mix because I think the ranking says there may be a little bit uh, overvalued based on where their actual team metrics might be? That's a terrific question because a year ago, I would have told you Florida Atlantic definitely deserves a seven seed or better. And when we got to Selection Sunday, guess what happened, fellas? They got a nine seed. Right. All of us were shocked. We knew they were 
a tremendously deep team with good offense, good defense, metrics across the board. Committee still landed them as a nine. They were the highest ranked nine out of all the nines, but it was still pretty surprising. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. And every committee is different, too. We're going to have a couple new members this year with about nine or ten of the same guys. Um, but besides that, you know, the way I'm evaluating Indiana State, Grand Canyon, and others is based on what they've done so far. You know, when we get to Selection Sunday, will they win out? Will they take another loss? Obviously, Indiana State took a quad four loss yesterday to Illinois State at home. Uh, so their, their projection now goes from about a nine seed down to maybe a first four Dayton type of team. And Grand Canyon, I think if they can if they can win out, is really strong because they can point to a win against a, a quality team like San Diego State. They actually got that win that Indiana State didn't. Um, but I'll be curious. I, I think even if I think Grand Canyon deserves a seven or eight, because my job is to guess the committee, I might still knock them down a line or two based on what we learned last year. We're talking to Rocco Miller at Rocco Miller Eight Bracketeer.org is like where you can find name. him yeah. uh, on social media and. Uh, Rocco, by the way, where are you traveling to? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. We, we just talked about Florida Atlantic. I'm on my way down there. Oh, I, there I we a, go. I have a two-hour delay. I'm in Orlando right now, and I had to figure out where to do the show from, so I'm in the in the uh, MCO lounge right now <laughs> in, in Orlando. Boots on the ground well, in Orlando, Florida. I, you know, once again, we appreciate you coming on You know, with your, with your schedule there. I could sense you That's were somewhere crazy. like that because uh, we hear some kiddos in the background. They're yeah, the, air, the airport's not exactly a safe space for the kids. They're getting right? ready to go to Disney, well, man. They're, you know, <laughs> Disney Universal. We're home from Disney. That's why they're cranky. There you go. <laughs> Uh, 100%. Uh, a couple more before we let you run, and we appreciate the time. Uh, you mentioned mid-majors. I don't consider them a mid-major just because of the sustained success. They've been to a national championship game, but Gonzaga's in some rarefied air. In this century, folks, they haven't missed the NCAA tournament, but they are absolutely very much on the bubble right now. The predictive analytics, the Ken Palms of the world love Gonzaga, but the resume just isn't there. Got a big win at Rupp over the weekend. So what do we do with Gonzaga are they, how much are they on the bubble? What do they need to do? Because I know they've got a couple games still left. It would be a, it would be odd to see a, a tournament without Gonzaga. 100% agree. And, and they are very much on the bubble. Like, make no mistake about it. Outside of that win against Kentucky, you know, they had lost their, their five hardest games before that day. That was a saving grace type of Willy Wonka golden ticket game. <laughs> and now, you know, if the, if the conversation had to take place right now, the room would still be divided because there's a lot of things you can point to that would say, hey, they're in their way in. But they really only have, if you want to count Santa Clara as a bad loss, it's a road loss by one point. That's really their only bad loss. So you can kind of look at it both ways. Then you know the committee has access to the metrics like Ken Palm and the net and BPI. Those all called Gonzaga a top 25 team. So my, my gut says they would slide in barely right now. But those two games at the end of the year are going to mean a lot, um, both at San Francisco on Thursday night of that last week and at St. Mary's on the Saturday night, kind of a tradition the WCC has started. And um, even if they split those, I think they're okay. You'll probably be in about the same place as they are now. Uh, but I do think when they get to Vegas, I, a lot of people don't know this. You guys probably do because you're there. Gonzaga's basically playing home games at the WCC tournament. Most folks that live in Spokane can't buy tickets to games at the Kennel. It's a lot cheaper just to go to Vegas and, and watch them play there. So they have a huge advantage, which is why they went. I think they've won like 23 of the last 25 WCC tournaments, something crazy like that. They're in the championship every year. 
So they have a very good chance to get the auto bid. If they're in the at-large conversation still, um, I think they're just barely in, but there's so many reasons to leave them out. They can't feel safe. Rocco, great stuff. We appreciate it, man. I know you're traveling, so we'll definitely catch up with you down the road. Safe travels. Appreciate you, fellas. Good there, to catch up with you. There he is, Rocco Miller. It's bracketology season, baby, at bracketeer.org. Man, I'm, over, I'm ready. Like I need to, like a week or two. Then get me right to March. Get me right to the tournament. What I'll what I'll say is I'm you know as as Rocco just mentioned, Gonzaga plays here yeah. in the West Coast Conference tournament. St. Mary's will be the favorite to oh, win yeah. the conference. Um, that the Orleans maybe is that where it is? That Tuesday night in March at the Orleans. Yeah. If it is Gonzaga versus St. Mary's, which Chalk would you know say that to be true, that will be the most tense. And impactful WCC championship yeah. in a long time. Why? Gonzaga has not missed the NCAA tournament. But do you think if they in make it century, to the final, no. they wouldn't get an at-large? I think look? they'd be. In, they're in trouble. I mean, they they need work to be done. Isn't that win at Kentucky? That's their only quad one win. It's their only one. So they got a couple games. Road game at St. Mary's. It happens. Uh, road Even game the Yankees at San Francisco. missed the playoffs in the 2000s eventually. Eventually it happens. It could happen. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff there. Uh, huge game this weekend between two potential one seeds in Marquette and UConn. Yeah, uh, that and, is going to be a David ver- Goliath versus Goliath kind of matchup. Right and as, as we alluded to, I mean, this Shock is... Shock a dog? <laughs> we'll get to that coming up top of the hour. It is Valentine's Day, so I want... Whoa. I need Jared to tweet it out with his, uh, with his uh, following there. <laughs> who is following? your? I have like five thousand more followers. Who is your gambling Valentine? And we'll talk about it's some cute. heartbreak. This is cute. I like as this. well. But who is that? Because look, maybe it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a lot of not people's for gambling. you, not for me. I went against him, and uh, for me, as I as I continue to say all week, I'd make the bet again. I don't think it was the, <laughs> and I, you would lose it again. <laughs> Who is the better team for three and a half quarters? I know, but the team stuff doesn't matter as much when you've got Mahomes and the best coordinator to ever walk the face of the earth on the other side. Yeah, Steve Spagnolo really uh, forced them to botch a punt, too. Yeah, the Pacheco fumble. Your, you could say both those cancel each other. Your out. Valentine, from a gambling standpoint, next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. 
I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.